Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. All right, welcome everyone. We have podcast number 70 on the Flow Show. We got Mr. Alan Pav, known as Alan Pave, joining us from far, far away. Mr. Alan Pav, how are you? Hey, though, mate. I'm good. Good. He's mellow. It's early. He's make, waking up early. He's responsible. He's a young, strong, hardworking guy. Par, party poker ambassador. We're on Team Online, so it's always kind of nice to to have a nice extra bit of uh, you know excitement on that front. But you're, what time is it? Where are you? Tell us what's going on. It's eight forty-five a.m. and uh, I'm in Auckland, New Zealand. I actually hated waking up early my whole entire life, but. You know, and poker shouldn't even allow it. Like, you didn't have to wake up early with poker, but that's no. what streaming does. So, yeah. it's it's actually Twitch that kind of put me in this this uh, this zone of waking up early and trying to go to bed before like midnight. It's funny when I talk to my friends about waking up early, like because I'm also not really an early person. I do have a, a one year old son now, so that changes things a <laughs> bit. But you know, when I say like getting up at nine or eight thirty, that feels early to me. But you know, like my dad who worked for Ford for 30 years, got up at 444 every morning. And most of my friends wake up at like six or 530 uh, to, to get their day going and try to get a workout in and get to work. But yeah, it does. I mean, what's early for you? You get up, you said, what time's like a regular wake up for you? Now? Well, probably like six, 630 AM is what I would average this year, I'm guessing. But like, I, I need to, you know, like the games are like really hot between at like 3 a.m., 2 a.m. start time for me. So I'm already sleeping like throughout peak hour almost. So that's why I try my best to wake up at six o'clock at like the latest. All right. So yeah, you do. So you get it, you get it moving. You did move over there. What was, what's been, tell us a little about your background. Cause you are from, um, I'm sorry, Australia or what? Yeah. What's your, give us like South, South Australia. South Australia. So, uh, I've been to I've yeah. been to Australia, been to New Zealand, both great places. How did you how did you get into to poker? Give us the the start of it all for you. Uh my brothers were playing. Um well my oldest brothers are like uh 10 years older than me. I think I was like 9 or 10 and they would just play for fun. Um cash game inside the house. Uh and then since then 10 years later, that was my first introduction to poker when they were playing um, at home and I couldn't like join them and wasn't allowed to. And then 10 years later, uh, my brothers were playing, one of my brothers was playing online and I was just like, sweating him basically all weekend and I was just kind of hooked on it ever since. And um, yeah, then I went into micro six tournaments, then I went into cash games and I took a break, then I found Twitch. And then Let me interrupt you for one second. Your brothers are, t- you have two? I got three brothers, uh, a younger one uh, who's 25 and two older ones who are 37 and 36, I believe. So you're, you're 27 though, or 26? Yeah. 27. 27. So what you first of all, your younger brother, what does he think of it? Does he think it's really cool? Does he play video games? Does he stream? Does he, what's his take on you? And yeah, he, ins, he installs um, cable for Foxtel. So yeah, he doesn't really think much of it. He doesn't, he doesn't care too much. My whole family really doesn't care too much about it. Um, they think it's cool, but, um, you know, I've been doing it for like five years now professionally and it's kind of normal for them. You know, they never, I would say like, uh, my mom never really cared about it. She was just kind of like, do what you want. Uh, my dad was like really against it at the start until I had enough money to move out and do my own thing. And then he was like, okay, it's a, it's a legit thing. I shouldn't really 
Give and what about your anymore. what about your brothers, your older brothers, who you and you're saying you started essentially you saw them playing, you kind of got involved because of them and and took took a liking to it. Do they think it's cool? Like they must be, you know, your younger brothers. Uh, you're a Twitch star, man. You're you're a you're a you're sponsored poker player who streams and plays poker for a living. What do they think about that? And what do they do? Well, they they barely played it. I mean. I don't know how many hands lifetime they would have played combined. It would probably be no more than 2000 hands. Like they okay. barely played it, but when they it, did, you know, like they'll just, they'd have like an afternoon session playing cash games and, you know, they were just yeah. like a typical recreational. Yeah, they'd have, a, um, they'd have a home game, a beer. Everyone had a hand Yeah, that's a a, exactly so. it. All right. um, but yeah, they think it's cool. You know, the sponsorship, they still don't really understand that people are paying me to play on this side. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a funny it's, thing, you know? It is a it's a it's a crazy world we live in crazy times. Let's let's cover uh, as it's it's sort of uh, you know as poker's booming, the pandemic, the the COVID, all this. Give us me a little bit of a feel because not too many people I know in New Zealand or, or hear too much about it. What is it like in your area? Is it uh, are people wearing masks? Is there anything different? Are restaurants closed or is it life is normal? Honestly, I, I probably couldn't tell you to. Uh, I never leave the apartment. Uh, from what I have seen, it's pretty normal at the moment. I mean, it was dead obviously like two months ago, but at the moment, it's pretty normal. I think we went into um, level four lockdown like three or four months ago. Uh, which was, you know, you can't leave the place and you got to isolate for 14 days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you know, there was social distancing for like, th- I think it was two meters per person. So it was, that was pretty weird getting groceries. But apart from that, I, I really couldn't tell you too much because, you know, I'm never leaving the place, but just, it seems to clarify, like, oh, when you, you know, say I'm never leaving the place, is that COVID times or is that in general? Or that's that normal, like- mate. That's the thing. Nothing's changed for me. You know, I, just- I even, I, I very rarely leave the place. Like if, if I have to get groceries that I haven't ordered online already, like, like last minute, that's pretty much the reason I leave the place. You know, I got my balcony, I got my poker, talk to my family and my friends online. Like I just, I don't need to leave the place. Okay. You're, you're, you're a homebody. And what about the, the ladies for the ladies out there watching? Can we clarify? Is it a, uh, are you, is there a girlfriend? Are you engaged? Do you have nah, children? Are you single? No, no you engagement, with- <laughs> no fiance, no children. Single uh, for the last two, three years now. So yeah. Are you looking? Are you, are you just happy? No, I'm not, I'm not looking like, I think, um, I'm trying to, yeah, I've had one girlfriend throughout streaming and I'm just not happy if I'm not streaming. It's I'm, it's not like, a, like, I guess addicted to the grind, but at the same time, like, I, I'm just not into it. I, I'm too young, you know, like this is the time to like be working hard and, and putting in and, you know, taking risks and, I just, you're allowed to have fun. It. You don't have to have a serious Of, of course, mate. Can, I mean, I can have fun and right. grind as well. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, listen, I think that's a big competitive advantage for you because if you look at Lex locked up, Jamie's got engaged. I have a, a one-year-old. BBZ's married. has got, got a, a child. Uh, who else? You know, uh, Finton, Spraggy. They got, they got yeah, uh, serious sure. <laughs> significant others. That's a part of their storyline. You know, they're on, they're on their, you know, blasting around on the, on the Instagram stories, with their their personal stuff. And, and you gotta, you gotta see it. It's like, all right, cool. You got, but it takes time. You know, those guys are very dedicated, good poker players, streamers. You know, it's, it's a, it's not like you, you can't just neglect that. That takes up a ton of time. I mean, you, no, you have sure. the, Having the the ability to just flick, go live, have nothing to answer to, no one to check in with or mm. really worry about, that's a big deal. And I mean, I remember the times I played poker, travel, I was single for eight years and, you know, it's, uh, it's a big difference. So I think when you're ready to take that next step, you are sacrificing ability to, yeah, to do that. So I think that, you know, that's, again, you're young and you're, you're hungry and you're, you're crushing the stream game and you, and you've got, uh, 
you've got a lot of time on your hands to uh, to grind. So that's that's good. And what do, would you say? What is your typical schedule for those watching now here that you would say? When are you on live? Do you have a set every week? Do you change a bit? Like, what's your? Normal I schedule? am. It's like every day, but Sunday. Sunday for me. Um, which would be Saturday for you guys. So yeah, today's usually my day off. Um, and it's usually, I start around three hours ago and stream for like eight to nine hours usually. So it's like six days a week, essentially. It's, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's quite a lot. It's a lot. It's a, it's a big grind. Do you have any, any Twitch goals? I think I, I see, I read something at one point you said your main goal is to be the most consistent poker streamer on Twitch and grind my way up the high stakes. Uh, you're basically doing that. You're showing the consistency, you're building big numbers and you're, you know, you're definitely Twitch is a momentum game. You know, I've, I've done it for years. Yeah. Less, less so the last year or two, just, you know, family, whatever. But it's hard to not be on if you're on only once, twice a week or off for three weeks or a month and come back. It's, it's tricky to gain traction. Are you finding that six day a week thing is really just your, your steady numbers are huge and, and just everything? Yeah, it definitely helps. But it's so sick as well, right? Because you can put in like an insane three to six month grind, take a month off and your numbers just drop insanely. Like people just have this emotional attachment to someone who's alive every day that's more willing to watch them. Um, it's true. Yeah, it's 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 kind of kind of gross how you can devote so much time and then you take a little bit of time off and the numbers like really drop. So it is like a pretty consistent game. You, you can't stop if you want to build it. And what's your what's your biggest notice of the COVID times? Have you seen just in general the stakes? And, and tell us a little bit about what stakes you generally play and how have the games been in the last few months? Have they been significantly different? Yeah, I think they have been. Um, the prize pool is obviously a lot bigger. Um, the players, yeah, I've, I've noticed. A, I mean, with bigger prize pools come bigger fields, come more fish. So, yeah, you, you definitely you notice more fish and you notice uh, – the bigger prize pools, that's nice as well. Stakes I'm playing right now, uh, I think my ABI is like 250 this year or, or around that. So I play everything up to the 1Ks, um, but also play like down to the 33s if I have to as well if there's like no games running. For sure. And, and what do you think about some of these theories coming up? I see you've gotten into PLO a bit. Do you have any uh, plans like for the party, the WPT, you know, they have 100 million guaranteed starting July uh, I believe it's 17th and it goes till September 8th, which is exciting. There's a 10 K um, there's, uh, do you have plans of playing any of those at 3,200 yeah. K those special events? Are you going to, you going to go for it on those? Well, we had the advanced PLO mastery uh, come out. So I watched like 12 hours of this as well. And uh, then I was just like, I can't right now, you know, this is like two months ago because I'm so invested into um, grinding no limit that, you know, when you take this much time off to invest into something else and it just, it whacks your brain and it's so hard to play two, two different formats, like credit to those who can play no limit and PLO while grinding, but I can't do it. I need to stick to just one. So I probably should have like watched the entire course before touching PLO because it just messes up your brain when you have like no real fundamentals in PLO because you right. just start doing a lot of like shit you would do a no limit with PLO or you might be calling too much in PLO. Like it's a, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a crazy beautiful game. game. I, I really do. I love PLO. I, I, I agree though. It is a bit tricky when you're playing, you're switching back and forth or at the same time. And, uh, it, you know, party does have some nice options yeah. and good series coming up. So it'll be, that'll be well, fun. With the series coming up, I need to talk to uh, Dylan, you know, he's, him and I have, I think we've had two or three sessions on Twitch where he's coached me. He's really good. So Dylan Weissman. Okay. Yeah, nice. uh, I'm not sure if you've been introduced to him, but he started streaming on Twitch uh, a few months ago. He's doing yeah. like a 5K to 25K bankroll challenge. 
Very nice. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's a it's a beautiful game. It is fun, and it's uh, it's nice to switch it up. I also like the. I think the annies in a lot of the PLO tournaments now, or they're kind of playing with that because that kind of you know not having annies in PLO is um, certain tournaments are very low. It makes it you know a little bit uh, different. But there are some there are some big differences between the game and especially in tournaments uh, how to play and in different spots. And it's fun. So yeah, it's uh, it's good to see that you're mixing up. I know we played a bit. I think a bit of PLO. We've we've uh, been at the same table. Uh, what is your your mixed game experience do you do you play any other mix do you like mixed games? i don't i don't think i've played a single hand of anything but plo and no limit okay i, so I may do, maybe i misclick some badoogie game but i've never played any other mixed game or any mixed right, games. So your, your focus is mastery you're not going for a look like, yeah yeah um, like I, I enjoy plo because it's fun and i'm probably more willing to get into plo for cash games because it's good to just like play a couple hours of PLO fast forward, right? And just try and spin up five sacks and have some fun. Um, yeah. Tournaments are, yeah, PLO is a fun game and like tournaments are, are pretty draining. So I'm not sure if I want to like invest, <laughs> like PLO can be just my cash game type yeah. of thing. What, what do you, what's your thoughts on the party million right now? Cause it, did you get through this week? Do you have a stack? Cause it yep. just changed the format. So you are. I got um, 10 million now. So, and it's oh, a new wow. day, right? It starts on uh, Monday now. Yeah. Our, our, the Tuesday yeah, for me. Monday. Yeah. It's, it's fun. I mean, it's definitely a, uh, it's interesting how they're doing. I think it's more play, right? It gives you more, more actual, it's less of a turbo down the stretch and, and it seems to be good. What, what's the, um, what's the amount of tables you play? I was interested by the, the sort of breakdown you do on, on Twitch. So like when you when you play poker now, are you streaming or do you ever fire up a play if you're if you're not streaming? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't remember the last time I started like played a session and didn't stream it. I, I don't think it's ever happened. Yeah, me, like, I'm the same maybe way. maybe five years ago, maybe, but yeah, I don't do it anymore. So so what's the table breakdown when you sit down and play? How many do you like to play at once? I don't play any more than twelve, but I'm still like I'm still not sure. You know, it, it's I think that obviously the less the better, but it's so it's so hard not to fire a good value tournament. When you see it, you just want to fire it. So, I mean, it's it's so easy as well. The problem with 12 tabling is you just enter this autopilot mode and you put no thought. It's just everything is just super tight play, super straightforward. You don't do anywhere near as much check raising on flops as you should, for example. There's like nowhere near enough three betting the more tables you play. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm still like ideally probably I shouldn't go over nine, but, you know, it's it's not really about how – how it's not really about increasing your ROI in a tournament. It's about increasing your hourly overall, you know? So like if I play a certain tournament that gives me an additional hundred bucks an hour and I, I have to pay losing 1% ROI on every other table, like it might be worth it. So sometimes you've got to figure out what's worth it and ROI or hourly for you. You know, you don't want to be mixing like one case with 55s. Right. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, and how many tables do you feel that streaming adds to your, to your grind? So oh, do you I, I don't know. I don't know. A lot, <laughs> a like lot, man. Picks, something like that. Uh, I, I, if I'm, if I'm 12 tabling, it probably feels like I'm 15 to 16 tabling. So yeah, it would add like around 30 or 40% of the tables you have open. So I, I, if you're going to start a stream, like play no more than six tables, Pro- play four tables, just get the hang of it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Streaming doesn't help because it's not just um, it's it's commentary. It's switching the scenes to the right tables. It's reading the chat. It's a lot of interaction. It's pretty intense. That's for sure. What has been the biggest challenge for becoming a Twitch streamer? What do you think has been the most difficult thing 
to sort of grasp even over the the journey to to sort of uh master i don't know probably uh i don't know when you i guess going through going through downswings and having to do it publicly is is tough um yeah just dealing with dealing with uh doing like going through all the bad shit you know and streaming that having to do with uh the chat throughout all of that that's probably the hardest part but yeah and it's uh when you're grinding as well right you uh it's so much easier to just let yourself go if you're not streaming right you can just do what you want you can accept mistakes you're okay with it but streaming it you just have all this criticism no matter what you do it's going to be criticized even if it's right by the way so you know it just adds this like whole new stress level so that's one thing i do miss with grinding outside of streaming is you can just like make mistakes you can make exploitable plays as well and not to do with chat you can just play your own game and it's just it's probably probably more enjoyable grinding without streaming um from a poker standpoint but overall like happiness life ev achieving goals i'd, I'd much rather be streaming yeah I, I that's that's well said what is um when you were when did you believe that you were going to get signed or when did you believe because you did sign with party poker uh, i know jamie and i you know we came over and we we were you were you and matt were definitely top of our list yeah guys weren't even hadn't signed yet with someone but it was definitely that time yeah. what was your what was kind of your thought process getting into it to thinking because you knew it was coming i mean the offers there were sites interested people were talking about it what was sort of going through your your mind when you, when it was time to uh make a choice like well, what were you looking at what were some of the factors you wanted to to decide uh, it was it was pretty straightforward i was just like well i'm party had just had their update so like before they had really bad software like it was tragic then they had the update and everything it, it was just it was 10 times better so a lot of my volume was on party since then and and then you and jamie approached me and i was like this is perfect timing gonna get a bunch of other streamers on board so it was actually yeah. pretty easy man it, it, it was really easy what uh so in terms of in terms of the major changes, some real name stuff, and also the the no HUD, I'm just always curious because someone you, know, you have played on other sites and there are HUDs there. What what did you think when you heard that party was going to get eliminate the HUD? And by HUD, we mean heads up display with all the numbers, statistics, the matrix you guys may see at home if you see some videos or replays or other streamers have. Uh, what's your thought on the uh, the no the no HUD? I uh, I think the only people that benefits apart from obviously the recreationals, you know, they look at the end of the day, like Rex, they're going to be losing money regardless. It's just, I suppose a matter of losing, like, it, I don't think it's going to change the win rate at all because when you have a professional playing against a wreck, they're going to win the same amount of money with and without, with and without a HUD. The main thing a HUD is good for, in my opinion, is for regs versus regs, you know, and multi-tablers. So if someone, if, if I'm playing, someone who has an equal skill as me and he's four tabling and I'm 12 tabling and we both don't have a HUD against each other. He's always going to be doing better because he's going to have less tables. So I think the, the, the people that hurts the most is going to be the ones who multi-table 12 table, 10 table. I don't think it'll change anything for those who like six table, whoever can handle whatever amount of tables it might be. I think overall it's just going to be affecting the multi-table grinders. Um, as for like the wrecks, like I guess they feel safer. It, it's cooler for them. They can't be um, taken advantage of or whatever it might be. But like they're losing, they're losing money regardless. And I don't think it's going to be any slower because there's no hard. It's only going to affect those multi-table grinders. And what about uh, the real names? What do you think about this change and this implementation sort of for the more prestigious series, WPTs or certain parts that they're sort of segueing into this more and more? Do you, do you like having the real name? I guess for us, because our real name shows, 
at the yeah. table, right? Already, it's sort of nice to have other people. But what what do you think from an overall perspective? Of, I think uh, from like a spectating standpoint, it's good. You know, people who want to watch um, the high six tournaments, like the big game, right? The fifty two hundred is good to know. When you have like Haxton grinding there and and Greenwood, I think people enjoy that. Uh, it's probably like not very beneficial for me specifically because if I'm playing high stakes. I have all these regs who know who I am and I have, I have no idea who they are. So it's not great for me as, as a player, but you know, from like a spectation standpoint, it's um, it should be fine. Yeah. Like I, I don't mind it. I don't think it's that big a deal. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, I've been asking a lot of questions about party. Cause I'm genuinely curious of what you streaming and how you feel on some of these. Cause there are pretty monumental changes within uh, for a long time of um, playing poker online. Um, what, what's the climate like in New Zealand and in Australia for live poker? Because I think Australia had sort of their Black Friday, what was called in the, in the U.S. back in, um, you know, that was April 15, 2011. But was it two, three years ago now? A year and a half ago? I don't know what Australia Yeah, I think it was 2000, 2017. Yeah, late yeah. 2017. So it's what what was I, that like? You know, and how did that, is that why you're you're living in New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, that that was, that was so shit. Um, I was like, oh god, I got to go through the trouble of like moving countries now. Like this is a nightmare. Leaving my apartment that I just like re-signed for another year. So like that was a, a real shit show. Um, but you know, luckily I had my three like best friends, Travis, Henry, and Patrick, who were all down to come to New Zealand for a, a six month stream house and made it a lot easier. But yeah, it was not ideal having to like move countries, you know, because, you know, I love my family. I'm very close to my nieces. So it wasn't ideal. But at the end of the day, it like has to be done. You know, you can't just not follow what you want to do. And and is that something, do you know, or is there people advocating for it to come back? Is there some laws in place? Is it being I, I don't know right where. I, I don't know right now. Like three years ago, I was really into it. But since I moved, I haven't followed. Have, come on, man. Of, we need you. Yeah, you got to be mate, like the face. I'm, do, I'm doing my best over here. You, you could be the, the least, the, the, uh, the, the face of this, uh, this movement. So I guess you're grinding. You're busy. You got a lot on your plate right now. But yeah, it's, uh, it'd be nice. <laughs> Put me on the that spot, is, Jeff. Yeah. I and yeah, tell me about this. You just moved. You, I saw. I, I was following your Instagram stories. You had a nice, looks like an apartment upgrade, a bachelor pad. You got it. Yeah, got, everything looks clean. Dude, get, I had happened? I had the worst, most stressful. How long was it? Six to eight months of my life in my previous apartment. I moved in there, and um, this is an issue with what I do. Like when I inspect places before I move in, I don't inspect it well enough. I just I look at them. Yeah, it looks good. I don't try the taps. I don't open the cupboards. I don't mm. check the doors. I'm just, yeah, it's all great. You know? Yeah. So I immediately moved in and the very first night moving everything in, I had the lady beneath me who lives, who lived beneath me. Um, She comes upstairs and she complains about how I'm all noisy. And like I was unpacking boxes to be fair. And uh, that was just a very start. So like six months, Throughout those six months, she must have came to my front door around 10 times. And there were times when she was crying and saying, like, it's so loud for me. What, blah, blah, blah. Just, like, streaming or getting excited? Just, or? Bro, not even from me streaming, just from me walking. Like, these floorboards were absolute trash. So, you can imagine, like, even doing dishes at, like, nighttime, she could hear all the crap. This, the infrastructure was so terrible, even though I was paying, like, 600 a week there as well so i'm only paying 100 bucks more here a week and it's a complete upgrade it was wow. just so unbelievably unfortunate to have this mental case beneath me and just she like i, I signed a one and a half year lease so i left after six months and uh, couldn't take it 
I couldn't take that. She's the reason I left. Like we had so many arguments and at the same time, I don't even really blame her. Like the whole infrastructure of the place was just trash, but it was That's, so stressful. I, I think people don't think about it this way. Cause I like to think about it. Like life as EV, you know, you talk about bad beats or two outers or a big spot, but like stuff like that, life stuff yeah. happens every day, all the time. I mean, we're in the matrix, obviously. Anyway, it's like, we're running a, a stuff at all points. There's things that happen, but that's worth a lot. Right. I mean, that kind of stress, like you're worried she's going to come yeah, up. Uh, it's, it's, oh, dude, dude, right. that, that's exactly it. Like I'm streaming like stress, like, Oh, am I going to be too loud here? Am I going to have to deal with her again? I mean, I got scammed a little bit by like the realtors not letting me know like how mental this chick was because she's had arguments before with previous tenants. So like they kind of scam me at the same time. But yeah, that, that's a pretty disgusting bad beat. Yeah, like, it's like having a train. It's like if there's a train that passes by every hour or 30 minutes, you got to, you know, you don't know it. It's it's uh, it's sort of uh kind of got to know it but all right well so you you're, you're improving your living you're like the jeffersons you're moving on up you're crushing you're doing things you're hitting scores what has been what is the biggest way you study poker because you've uh, you're definitely one that shares with what's going on you like to you know you post stuff you do icmis or i know you work hard on your game what are some of the biggest things you you do and then what you could recommend to those i know you know obviously i support raise your edge you're with yep. upswing there's a lot of good courses out there there's a lot of good information done in different ways a lot of similar but different um other than you know the course stuff what's like a way that you could you think that really you find is effective in studying what method do you do like do you set aside i'm gonna study two hours today yeah watch videos like how do you actually study um, for me personally, I, I think it def- depends on your skill level right now. Um, I think if you're completely new to the game, the number one thing to do is go to any training site. It, it doesn't matter if it's run at once, upswing, race reg, learn pro poker. Some might be more overpriced than others. I don't know. I only use one site. But at the end of the day, you're spending like a hundred bucks, uh, whatever it might be. I, I don't know what the uh, standard load, like the standard courses are, but they can't be more than like a hundred, two hundred bucks a month. Right. Um, you're going to turn that investment around. Like that's going to be the best investment you can make as a poker player. But the thing is, most people are just cheap. They don't want to spend any money. Um, for those advanced players who have spent money on training sites, I mean, I spend most of my time now just in PO. You know, I just run Sims and and I'm in ICMizer. That's where all my time is right now. Um, but if you needed a game, go with any training site. It, it doesn't matter which one it is. You know, I can plug up saying it doesn't matter. It's every every site providing you put the work in, you're going to be a good player. It, it doesn't matter which one you pick. Yeah, I think that's um, I think that's a great way of putting it because if you're playing hundred dollar buy-ins or fifty dollar buy-ins, you're talking about or uh, twenty dollar buy-ins, and and you and you're spending a whatever it is on a course, and it doesn't take much where it's immediately uh, realized. And I think it's similar to Twitch, really anything. You got to invest in yourself. If you're on Twitch, mm. and you want to be a streamer, get a good microphone, get a good camera, get a good thing when it's time. Like, yeah, okay, it costs a bit, but you know, you want to put out a good product, and yeah, that's something that comes over time. You know, it does. It's important to start. You got to just sort of go for it and do stuff. But then, you know, as a, as you get going, it's uh, it's good to start putting a little bit of investment or you know, if you decide you're really going to go for it to, uh, to add to that. So like, again, I know, I know again, we do support different kind of core training sites, but ultimately I, again, it's I all the it same shit. Really it's matter. all like, the same shit, man. Honestly, I, like I, there's I, people just learn in different ways too. You might like the style different. That's not bad to try a few and, and then just decide, you know, try it out. If you don't like one, return it or, or just go yeah. with one or do like a, a, a mini version of one or the, the beginning version and see if you like the style of the, of the trainers of the course. I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah. I think why people are so hesitant as well to like invest into a training site is because you have all these guys in the micro stakes, you know, they don't want to invest 
pretty much an entire role into a training site, which is fair enough. So like, I think for any new player, like obviously starting low is smart. You need to get a feel of the game and whatnot, but I, I would just get a job. I would, I would get a job and then jump into the low stakes. I wouldn't even bother the micros because they play so similar anyway, and you're just going to make more money in the low stakes. So I would get a job, I don't know, save up two or 3,000 bucks, get a training site, you know, watch videos daily if you can, and then play low stakes, follow bankroll management, and you can't go wrong. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that makes that spot on. Uh, what is uh, what was one of the the biggest breakthrough moments in your career? Because you know, most of uh, a lot of my guests are either have a live background in poker or played a bunch. You you really haven't played much live poker. Is that is that uh, right? Have you played any like live? live I played live, uh, uh, Vegas last year at the, at the WSOP. That was pretty much the only live poker I've played. Yeah, that was. Uh, I know you're on my on a vlog. I, I ran into to you at a in a tournament there at the yeah, at the win at the win. I one of my buddies actually one of the more fun experience funny stories I've ever had. My friend, he was in that tournament with you, and then he busted and played the largest cash game of his life. He came and played. 300 600 no limit with me in the back room and just hopped in he's one two player <laughs> and he won won a ridiculous amount of money and uh never had played before a large like that like literally 510 was the largest game he ever played and he was playing 300 600 and um that was that day that was that was a good memory uh but your other friend henry bolero around that time yeah. too he hit a massive score and he's been on fire what it what was that score yeah he, he was playing he played the 3500 venetian for uh, how much did he finish second for two? I can't remember, mate. I think it was it was between one eighty and two twenty. I, I believe it was a large it was a large score, and 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 that was that was fun because I remember you were sweating him. Maybe you even had a piece or a swap or just I know he's a good friend of yours. What was uh, what was what you did have a little taste? A small piece, yeah. There you go. That's 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 part of the fun, man. I, I love I love I love when you have like a core group of guys, and it makes it all the more fun because you know tournament poker, you're basically losing every day for a living, right? It's like a lot of days mm. you have negative days, or you don't make a final table. You don't. You're not winning tournaments every day, so it's nice to have sort of like your close friends who are good players no, or sure. in a group that can. It's you have more success because you're looking for uh, positives a lot of times. And tell me about your core. Who's your sort of crew? poker guys you hang out with talk poker with and, and bond i know you guys had a stream house as well i believe yeah right? it's it's them like the, patrick henry and travis the streamer boys i've speaking to them daily for the last like three years now yeah that's so, awesome yeah. i mean that's a lot of fun I, that's definitely the way to do it if you're you know my biggest advice too to people is if you're coming up it's nice to have people that are also hungry yeah and, and i think that's important really got to have it and that's obviously the fact that you guys all stream uh, and you're all very good players that's great what uh what what has that been like and what what was the stream house tell me what where that was how that came about and and how you enjoyed that yeah that that was in auckland after the ban in australia and you know they were like they were i was lucky enough for them to come over from germany and canada to spend six months here and that was fun man i loved it um as long, if you pick the right roommates you know like they have the same goals and they they had the same job. Like it's tough not to have a really fun time. Was that a, was that an enrolling process for you? Cause I mean, every, if you're doing a stream house, everyone's got their own setup and, and their own reasons why, Oh, it's easier. Come here. Let's get a place here. You know, cause the, the whole thing, traveling, packing, especially with streaming, a lot of equipment, it's a big, a bit of a headache. Uh, how, did, yeah. how did you get them to come to you? I don't know, mate. Uh, I think it was Henry. He suggested it on Twitter. Actually. He, he made a joke. It was like, we'll do a stream house. And uh, you there, Jeff? Yeah, sorry. My Siri yeah. started talking to me. I just had to 
Siri, the iPad cut oh, yeah. cut in. Um, go ahead. So yeah, so okay, you're yeah. So Henry suggested it on our Twitter, and then we're like, "Oh, let's do it." Actually, and I don't know how easy or, or tough it was for them to come over, but for me, it's it's very easy from Australia to New Zealand because you don't need a visa; you can just rock up and stay for as long as you want. And how did you guys do overall? How was the experience? Did you guys all we we did it? really good, actually? Yeah, I think combined we would have made around three hundred or four hundred k. Like I, I did, I was really lucky for those six months. I think I made 60 to 100K. I can't exactly remember. I think it was around 60 or 80K. So yeah, I ran really good. Um, Patrick was off to a really bad start. And then he ended up uh, chopping the million for like 100K on stars. So it was pretty funny. I saw that. Yeah, that was that was fun. I mean, those I've done a couple streamhouse type deals and, and and situations and it there is an energy about it, you know, it gets you kind of motivated yeah. excited, and you want to perform well and everyone's kind of excited. It's it's like a yeah, it's like a fraternity camp kind of atmosphere. And again, I'll say cherish those things cuz it gets harder, you know. I'm I'm married, I have a child. Um it's uh poker and all that. It's great. It's just it's hard to uh, you know, it's just the less responsibility the 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 easier it is to do those type of things. So that's that's awesome, man. I, I like seeing that. I, I like seeing the collaborations and I like seeing you guys come up. Who is uh who would you say is the most similar to you? Like who else, like in terms of work ethic and just uh grind and passion out of all those guys? Not to, it doesn't have to be that me. No, it's fine. It's it's it's, uh, it's Henry for sure. Um yeah, I don't know. We we probably are very competitive with each other and you know, we like to anti sweat each other. It's a weird bond. So that was one weird thing about having a piece of him in uh, Vegas was uh, I couldn't really anti sweat him anymore, but it paid off uh, luckily. But yeah, he's he's pretty similar to me, I would say. And do you do you see yourself playing more live poker? Does that interest you or for right now? Yeah. Just Brian, the- I, I was, I was going to go to Vegas this year. I mean, I already booked uh, the Airbnb, had my flights ready and then obviously COVID hit and all of that was refunded. So I, I want to make uh, the WSOP a, a yearly thing. Like I really enjoyed it last year. It is really draining. You know, I did spend like 30, 30 days there. Like maybe it was 45 days, sorry. I, I must have spent no more than five or six days not grinding. But yeah, it was it was really fun, man. Like uh, I think it's a good amount of time, one month live and then 11 months online. That seems like a, a fair breakdown. I'm looking here through your YouTube um youtube and you've got a very very strong following you get good good viewership on your videos what has been the your youtube experience do you enjoy this do you have a editor how much time and effort do you put into these videos or are you uploading them and, and you have people that that make them and how involved yeah so i got um we got parties uh have a paid editor jason who does all my stuff he's done my last 53 videos um but before that i did all of them myself and yeah, it's, uh, I stopped YouTube for a while there because I was just, you know, I had a really poor editing process. I would like literally watch my entire video and then edit throughout. I wouldn't make notes throughout the stream. So it was an absolute nightmare to um, actually edit them. But now it's, uh, it's really easy. Party have made it simple for me. Just ship the video over to Jason, send the notes over with the timestamps and uh, it's easy. Yeah, we got we got a good team, and that's something we even want to try to output more because I, I know I have a queue and I have help, but it's it's a uh, it is nice to build the play. It's also tricky, man. There's all these like DMCA and 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 violation mm. pulling stuff down. I mean, it's like seems like now I'm I'm every other day I'm getting a vi- something down again. It looked like the YouTube battle had been won and it was sort of through, and then I'll get like a, a couple things will happen, and then I got you know now the Twitch the music. 
the clip stuff, it seems crazy. Like a lot, a lot of people took them down and backed them up and you got to have this different music thing. So it's just, it's just always something, you know, it's like, it, it really is. You got to be on your toes and, and, and be ready for change. Cause like, it just seems like there's always some, uh, there's some little thing you got to duck and dive and weave on. Um, wh- what do you think about all that? Do you feel that, uh, are, are you prepared on the, on Twitch? You know, looking here, you got to come in on 70,000, which is pretty crazy numbers. I think you and I are roughly the same in terms of Twitch. Uh, and obviously you've been very active and just sticking at it and crushing it. Is that, uh, I'm throwing a lot of questions at you at once, but what, what do you there think you about Twitch to DMCA and, and how have you pivoted or had to adapt with, with uh, that? Mate, I, I've, I've hated it because my whole stream is just, like I need my music. It keeps me sane. All this uh, copyright-free music is is awful. So at the moment, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of just the rule is three strikes and you're perma banned from Twitch. But I mean, I, I know they're striking people on vods that are like one or two years old, so you can't really do much about that. So I think Twitch have their own issue to deal with in terms of like figuring out their own software to make sure they're not striking really old content. Um, because let's be honest, getting people to delete all their clips and VODs is just ridiculous. And if they keep doing this, if they keep striking all these streamers and they banning, they start banning streamers, I'm not going to have a business anymore. So I'm not too worried about it. Uh, but at the moment, I, I'm not really doing anything. To, I'm still playing copyright music. I'm I'm just enjoying myself. If I get one strike, I'm going to just cut it completely and go back to just you know no music, maybe rain sounds or um monster cat, whatever it might be. But right now, I'm just. I don't care. I'm just playing what I want, playing it relatively low though. So my voice is like kind of muffling the music, but um, yeah, I, just, I hear people say if they get one, they're doing that because is it just cause it's too close to the line. If you get two. Well, yeah. I mean, people are saying it's, it, well, yeah, I, I wouldn't risk two. That's it's, it's my, it's my career right there. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't risk two. One, I'm, I'm happy to risk, you know, I'm, I might get lucky and just, I might be on a heater here and, and not get hit with a strike for a couple of years, which could be good or until they at least fix the issue. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I, I can't imagine they actually ban you. Maybe there's like a thing where it's down and then they have to like... Take yeah, I, I don't think... I, like, I heard they can't even legally... Like, if they want, it's not a legal thing. Like, the legal thing is for them to take down the video, you know, and mute the uh, mute the audio. That's the legal thing. They don't have to ban you. That's just on their end. The whole banning thing came from if you get three strikes on Twitch in general, you just get banned. So that just, you know, converting that to like, if you get three strikes, you're getting banned. But... They don't have to ban you, you know, over this. They could have like a different set of rules for um, copyrighted music. Like maybe in the future, they just take down the VOD entirely. Like if they hear copyrighted music, they don't mute that section of the of the broadcast. They just take down the whole VOD instead. Like that would make more sense instead of yeah. like putting strikes on people, you know, when you can just avoid this whole, you can, you can have a business and avoid, um, you know, taking, taking money away from yourself essentially. I agree. Yeah. Hopefully they find a good, good, good solution. Uh, what is the, what is your thought right now in the high roller scene? Like when you watch her, I know we were doing some of the big game, um, both we're sort of looking through and doing some of that. Do you, do you enjoy commentary? Is that something you actually enjoy? Yeah, watch, like high I, level I do. I, I want to do more commentary in the future and I have, I haven't done anywhere near enough. Um, but I enjoy watching a big game and I don't know, it's a, it's nice to watch the elite play and, and break down and see how like similar you are and in, in thoughts for your thought process and, and see like what you might be, what you could do to um exploit a particular spot. Yeah. And, and who do you think right now from what you've seen and just what your, your, your kind of stable of uh, friends and people and thought, and, you know, obviously you're, you you have a good, good network. Well, who do you believe yourself or sort of consensus is the, the best players? I mean, there's, 
there's a handful of, right? There's a lot of the guys at the tie stakes you could throw, throw in, but who do you believe that you like when you see you're like, man, this guy is, this guy is just gets it done. Uh, I would say Nick Petrangelo. He has an incredible mind. Like he'd be my favorite. I don't watch too much high stakes poker. Um, but when I do, I'm always rooting for Nick because I watched both his courses at Upswing. He had um, winning poker tournaments and high stakes MTT sessions. And he's got like a ridiculous solver mind. Like he does some incredible shit. Like he is a, he has a great mind. So Nick Petrangelo is someone who I, I look up to as a poker player. Very nice. And um, what is, what was your family's, I think you said, you know, how your brothers and you have three brothers, two older, one younger, but then your parents, what was their initial reaction when they, when you kind of said, I'm going to be playing poker? Did you sort of just do it for like fun? It wasn't too crazy. And then all of a sudden you just sort of segued in or did you say, Hey guys, I'm going to be a professional or I'm playing poker now. And, and like, what was that, that whole yeah. interaction? Um, well, I was, I was playing it. I remember that's right. So I was working at a casino as a dealer for our uh, six months before I got mm. fired for just being late to work too many times and being a smartest essentially. And uh, so I was what 18 years old when that happened. I'd always been playing poker pretty regularly um, throughout working at the casino. And, you know, I, I was, I've always been playing. I don't recall really like a month where I haven't played for the last, how old am I now? Like, yeah, 11 years or 10 years. So, um, yeah, like they always knew that I played poker and that I enjoyed it. Um, but they, you know, when I'm playing for like five years and nothing's happening, they just, they're not going to see it as anything more than a hobby. Um, but then Twitch came along and I suppose like they viewed Twitch as my, as my job. Um, even though it was like bringing in no money, right. uh, you know, up until like a year later streaming, I was like, all right, I saved up, like had like a 10 K life or it was kind of stupid, honestly, but I just went with it and I moved out of home, had my first apartment. And, uh, ever since then they were, they were very supportive. Like my mom has always, always been very supportive. She's kind of just been like, I don't really care what you do. Just, you know, don't do anything stupid and, and have fun. And, uh, my dad's been kind of like a little bit more traditional, you know, you need to have like a weekly salary and a weekly income. Sorry. And yeah, he was, he was against poker at the start, but you know, the moment I moved out, he was probably my biggest fan. So, so is that fair to say like when you, they, that makes sense too. Cause it's a bit confusing, but if it's like, Oh, I'm professional, you get the, 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 the purple tick. You're, you're like a Twitch streamer. You get some revenue, which people I think have a misconception about YouTube and Twitch a bit how it works and how much money it is and really what the, the, the game plan is. Cause you know, ultimately you're, you're looking to get sponsored. You're looking to get, you know, affiliate good deals and, and some other uh, relationships. Right. So that's kind of the, the game, the, the playbook for it. But when you said they kind of thought like Twitch was your employer. So like, was it a big deal when party you signed and got, you're getting paid a, a salary from party poker? Did they sort of recognize that as a milestone, and a big deal or did yeah. they explain it to them? Or did they, did they kind of think Twitch was that? I had to explain it a little bit. They didn't quite understand it. Like the amount of times they've mistaken Twitch for an actual poker site is I've lost count. Um, but yeah, you know, that they, they, they thought that it was cool. I mean, look, I've never starting this journey. I never seeked out a sponsorship. It, the moment, I, the only thing I wanted to do from Twitch was have fun and make money to survive. It wasn't about making X amount. It wasn't about getting sponsorships. It wasn't about, impressing anyone or you know getting my parents approval i just wanted to have fun and you know make enough money and all this stuff was a bonus so after i got sponsored by party which was like three years into my my streaming career um 
you know, they didn't really notice much. They'll just, I just told them, yeah, I've got more money coming in now. So like, that's nice. And they're like, oh, cool. So you have a get, this is essentially like a separate guaranteed salary as opposed to poker where anything could happen. You know, like this year I'm down 20 K in poker last year. I only made 50 K in poker. So like anything, anything could happen in poker, having this like extra income definitely helps. And and we we touched on this earlier about what's difficult in Twitch in particular because you're kind of on blast, right? Like with the winning that is is a little more exemplified, a little more amplified. This is the right word. I'm sorry about it's exciting. People see it, they feel it, all that. But then losing also same thing. People like can start talking smack or you're overrated or you know look or you're you're not playing well or this and that. How do you deal with that? Like when you're on a downswing because it is. Uh, it is front and center, you know, especially yeah. how you, you kind of explain it all and you, 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 you keep track of every buy-in and show it and let people know. So, you know, it's got the good and the bad on that sense. Well, how do you sort of, uh, does that, does that affect your, your mood? You notice yourself a little, Dude, it, like- it affects my mood. I mean, that's the thing that I'm always wearing my heart on my sleeve. So like, I'm just swearing at a lot of people all the time. I think the number one thing, um, to help yourself get through like that experience of like, you know, being in the spotlight, going through a downswing, the number one thing is understanding like where are these people coming from when they say these things? Like what's their main goal? You know what it is, right? Their goal is to get to you, to take you, to bring you down. And I just try and think like, is there a single, is, is there a single successful person in this world who spends time trying to bring someone down? There's not. So like uh, y- you think about even like, <clears throat> even like toxic good poker players, you know, like they don't even spend so much time looking to like um, devalue someone's worth or tell them like, it's just a waste of time telling someone like, you know, that like what you're trying to tell me that I can't, I'm not good at poker. I can't beat the game. Like, okay, whether it's true or not, like you're not really doing anything. You're not improving anyone's life by like making this a fact. And like, I, I shouldn't have to waste my time to prove them wrong either. But, you know, sometimes I get sucked in, but that's one thing I go back to. Like the, their main goal of bringing these things up is, it's just to bring me down and yeah, that's a great, know. that's a great way of explaining it and looking at it. I agree. I mean, it's even too some of my biggest scores are stuff you just see on YouTube or even on Twitch or Twitter, people like focus on a hand or you know, I had, my, oh, I had it's a such score. a fucking trash yeah. community. It's honestly yeah, so it's much crazy. of the book. Like, I can't oh, you stand sometimes. Six figure score, but man, you really f-, f that hand up or like, how could you do that? No like, shit. Cost no shit. It's you know, you stream, like, you stream on, 10 man. hours a day and then you upload like a one hour highlight and it's just this crisp stuff yeah. and like they ignore everything and they focus on this one spot. Like at the end of the day, mate, there are so many errors to me, but you could, you could think of a spot. You could think of any board, any particular hand, any position, and you could be like, all right, this is, uh, this is one board. I know how to play absolutely perfectly. And you're not playing it perfectly. You're just going to make a mistake to some degree in every single pot. It doesn't matter. Like this, there's not one person who doesn't make a mistake in right. every single pot. And um, it's just a shame, you know. You, you upload all this, all this free shit, and look, there are good people as well. But you see a lot of people just focusing on the negative. Yeah, it's uh, it is. It's it's. It, I mean, YouTube even more so. I think I saw uh, Henry talk about this or got really upset. I mean, YouTube's even more. I think more uh, yeah, totally negative, right? Like people are just blast negative comments or say mean stuff if i had this many good hands i'd win tournaments too you know yeah, like, yeah, at the end of the day highlight. like we're we're showing you good hands that's the point yeah. you want to you want to see me folding six four onto the gun like all right yeah watch it's 12 trim. hour stream there's gonna get get aces Go ahead, a couple it. times it's gonna be there yeah um what what are you most excited about coming up with poker uh in terms of is it is it the wpt with party is it the fact that 
you're you've been studying a lot and you're learning and you're you're, you're moving up by it. like what to you is this first 2020 has been a little bit effed right like it's just kind of like yeah. a weird deal the That's whole world seems on its head um with what's going on what are you excited about what gets you going every day I, I don't nothing like serious don't get me excited they never have um what gets me excited is just like my own shit getting getting my own shit together and like the, these days i don't spend enough time focusing on like studying getting the right sleep and i think that's that's the main thing that should be in order to improve your life as as you know your life overall and um as a poker player you need to just squeeze in those things the most like regular sleep getting enough of it and putting in um, regular study. And like those two things make me happy. If, if I don't do enough of those two things, like I'm not happy, I'm in a shit mood, I'm not being productive enough. So if I can get those two things um, corrected, like that's what I look forward to, <laughs> like figuring that shit out, making my life overall better. How do you, how do you give me your playbook for studying? Do you, when you, do you block your phone off, turn off notifications, do two hours? Are you on your computer and you have it running a video and you kind of have some email and stuff going on the side or what's your, like, how, how do you me, me doing one hour of like intense, good studying could be the equivalent of someone doing a hundred hours. It's, it's quality over quantity. So like a lot of people say like, Oh, Pav, I should do a three times I, I should have an equal amount of study time versus an equal amount of playing time, which is like impossible. I think as an online player, at least live player, it might be possible, right. but as an online player, that shit's just way too hard. Um, yeah. but yeah, for me, it's just like, I, I don't block anything out. I'm just like, all right. usually a lot of my studies done post stream. So I'm already kind of tired, which isn't great, but I'll just save hands, copy the hands into um PO put the input in right and, and, and screenshot these and put it down on an Excel sheet and go over it. But, you know, I, I used to study like pretty incorrectly. Um, like a year ago, I would, I would just run a lot of deep stack spots, which aren't really necessary anymore. It's every, everything in poker is like sub 30 big blinds. And um, yeah, a lot, a lot of my shit now is just sub 30 big blinds and like the most common spots, you know, button, button, big blinds and, you know, cut off hijack just these like these really these really standard spots of sub 30 big blinds that until you like run these spots you don't you don't see how awful you're playing them like sizes how some spots should be like close to a range check i'm just overseer betting yeah a, a lot of my shit is just running hands in po and I, I don't block anything out you know i'm just that's a little bit too intense for me yeah you dialed in uh okay and we're, we have a lot of questions so we, i do want to make sure we get to try to try to uh get through a lot of them um the uh, is it what what other besides wsop do you do you have any other series or places or any other trips that like let's say covid wasn't happening do you have any other stuff like on your your any other places you want to visit that for poker otherwise like what about travel Uh, and and you know when you get a break it's basically you said wsop and then streaming but do you have anything on your horizon or places you'd want to go or have yeah, them? I only want to do Vegas. Like that makes both sense because I'm not looking to take time off of streaming. It doesn't really make sense to me. Um, a lot of people ask me about the Aussie millions um, every year. I just, I mean, it, it makes sense. It's pretty close to me, but I don't really feel great taking off like two months, you know, like one month is enough for me to take off streaming. Cause like I said, you take off quite a bit of time and you lose all this momentum. You lose these viewers and, I don't know. It's such a sick grind that it's like almost not worth it. If you reach a particular level um, in your streaming career, it's not really worth it to take days off, you know? So I, I figure out like, all right, is there enough EV and grinding live and making this hourly? And is that going to be worth sacrificing a whole 30 days right. of Twitch, whatever it might be? 
Uh, like overall, it's just like I'm firing 10k a day in Binance online. Like it's it's tough to find enough live games that are going to be worth me not streaming and grinding online. Makes 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 perfect sense. All right, let's uh, let's let's dive in here. I think there's a there's a few few other things to cover, but we've we've covered a bunch, and there's also a lot of great questions. So it makes my life easy. Everyone think this is just easy to go go to Twitter and see what people want to know, and they just they deliver. They deliver high quality questions for the majority. So let's. Let's get in there, Pav. Let's see what we got. All right, right away. Top question here. Do you believe in Nagy and ACR? Do you have any thoughts on uh, ACR and Nagy? <laughs> uh, I think he's, yeah, I, I don't know too much about Nagy. He's, he's a funny one. ACR overall, I think they've done pretty good. You know, they, they've acknowledged the bot problem. They've sort of fixed the software. I mean, I think the software was like totally fine one and a half, two years ago. I think the software was like really good two years ago, actually. Um, so I think they had a lot of unnecessary updates. Um, but in terms of like combating bots and being open about it, I think they've done that well. I think they've done um, the guarantees very well. Uh, they have a pretty decent MTT schedule. And as they just got to fix this like ridiculous four and five hour late reg. Uh, they got to start tournaments a little bit earlier as well, I think. Like you got these poor Americans who are grinding like past midnight as a standard for like the games yeah. they run. Yeah. I, I like Phil a lot. I actually have known him uh, for a while and I think they, I think he does a good job. Obviously I'm, I played I'm, with him as well in uh, Punta Cana. That's right. Yeah. He's a nice mm. guy. Let me sit next to me. I think, were you there that year when I was there? Was that yeah. The yeah. In uh, 2017, I think yeah, it was 18, 17, maybe I forget. Yeah. Something. They were playing some, some four, some 5k. I can't remember. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, all right. Well, that's interesting. Cause yeah, I, th- I think, you know, again, I, my 98% of my volumes party, but I, I do, I still once in a while I'll flick in and, and uh, it's, it is, uh, it's funny. That's, it's a funny way to, to say, but like, I, I guess he's saying, do you believe, like, do you believe? In oh, the- do I believe? I don't know. Mate, I don't know enough about uh, everything that goes on in the background. So it's tough to say whether uh, I, it's tough to say well, whether I believe or not. I mean, right, you right. know, I think he means well, right. I'll say that. All right. Well, we got, it's funny because we've, we've covered so much party stuff and we are, we are team party, but there's a couple other questions. They're also asking about, will you play WSOP online? Any, uh, any of that? Are you, have you caught your attention on any of that stuff? As in like the WSOP site? I don't think I can play on that. I think Unless he's the, referring to the schedule on uh, GG. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. I'll play a bit on GG. Yeah. And what, what, ball, I mean, you're, you are primarily party poker though. Is there, yeah. is it, would you say, are you, do you think the schedule has gotten, um, Overall, I mean, there's there. I'll say this too, because it's nice coming from stars, and I, I just seeing how party is so much for the players, what they're doing. It's also nice to have competition, right? Because it's good when there's multiple different good tournaments yeah. on different sites, and it's not just all one. Because they, you know, sites can kind of really drive you and, and uh, take the take the piss out of you on on in a more than one way. So it is nice that there's sort of it's not just all one site or two. You know that there is some some competition. So. Uh, that is, I'd say that's good, but parties definitely. Uh, I, oh, the other thing I want to mention, this is what I forgot earlier, is with um, one of the reasons I think people don't realize parties got a new team, the Twitch team, which is it, it's brand new this past year, essentially having a full on team. But really, what Rob Young was saying, and when I met with him, was they weren't ready. Like you said, the software used to suck and their guarantees yeah. weren't there. So, like, Rob didn't want to be, let's hire 10, 12 people, promote our stuff when he said it, he didn't think it was it was up to snuff to uh to put it out there so i think that's like one of it wasn't just rob or party didn't understand twitch or get it they just weren't really ready to 
to promote it. And and now they they feel it is. So I think that's uh something that people maybe don't understand as well, which I didn't fully understand, but it makes makes a lot of sense. So like you said, it's right place, right time. And we're glad we're uh, we're aligned. We're on the right team, Pev. That's that's for sure. I'll speak for us on that one. Um, Thanks, uh, long, all right. So here he says, Al Pappy is saying, can you see these questions or no? Yeah, I can see it. You can see it. Uh, la- has the last downswing brought into question his actual win rate? Um, do, you, do you maybe touch on that one more time? We've already covered space. You're on it. You said technically you're on a bit of a downswing this year. You're currently down, but it, yeah. I think you're you had a 30k score not too long ago or 40 um i mean it doesn't take much i think at these 250 buy-ins it's like you're talking about one day yeah i mean at the end of the day like me losing 20k is not the same as someone losing uh you know 500 bucks like me losing 20k at a 250 abi versus some losing 20k at a 2k abi is completely different you know i'm down less than a hundred buy-ins this year. So like 70 or 80 buy-ins this year. That's how you should be looking at it. I, I think people make the mistake of looking at things in terms of dollar value and not buy-in value because buy-in value is what makes sense. It's actually how you determine someone's ROI. Um, has last year's downswing made me rethink my actual ROI in these games? No. Um, I think when you put as much work into your game as I do, or like most professionals, you know, they, the good players at least who put enough work into the game, they should be aware of like how much they're beating games by and, and whether or not, like you just know, right? It's not even about, you know, first of all, it's so tough to get enough of a sample in a particular tournament to get your exact ROI because the games are always changing. Um, but you just know on the field, you know, are you being put in too many tough spots by like the average players in that field? If you are, then you should probably shouldn't be in that game. If you feel like you're you're good enough on most of the spots you're being put in, then yeah, you're going to be beating it. So like sure. I've never I've never once questioned uh, my my own uh, my own poker skill in these games, not once. Absolutely, that's that's a great answer. It's good to hear too. It's nice. I mean, you know too, right? You know when you're getting unlucky or you're losing ace king to queens or ace jack to yeah. ace ten. Like it's kind of obvious. It's times when you're just getting blown out or you're making bad calls or you're just getting in behind and then you kind of can sit back and say, wait, like I need to maybe shift or take a break or, or, or reevaluate what's going on. I mean, you, you generally have a pretty good idea if you're running bad. Yeah. And that's, it's also an important quality to have as a poker player to like be aware of like when you're playing poorly, because ego comes in so easily. You can say like, Oh, I'm just unlucky in the spot. You know, yeah. oh, I, like a lot of people love to say, Oh, it was just a flip, you know, but like they don't, they might not want to say, Oh, but I jammed 20 bigs under the gun with fives. You know, you were lucky to run into ace king. Yeah, it was just a flip. Everything's a flip these days. You know, equity runs are close in poker. Or, you know, or 60 40 is now flips. Yeah. Or if you lose, yeah, your last hand, you lose a, a, a two, a three outer or whatever, but really you had eight blinds and you had just got, you know, yeah. you made not to mention home. on top of that, you, you had like 400 other hands in that tournament. You could have played horrendously. You know, there are so yeah. many spots where you can prove and like get the most out of each hand. Yes. Um, very, very, very true. What about sports? Does Do you play any sports seriously for fun? What's your sports? Uh, I haven't played sports for a long time, but I do love watching um, AFL, Australian Fools, Australian Fools, Australian Football League, um, uh, which is, yeah, I'm not sure if you've watched any Aussie rules football. Um, it's only an Australian sport, very popular and pretty much all I watch. Oh, and I also watch um, a bunch of MMA. Love to watch UFC. Very nice uh question i just saw oh harder is it harder to grow your twitch channel or becoming a professional poker player uh it depends how i mean like it depends what you define as like professional for one and um what you want to reach growing your channel 
because <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's it's definitely harder growing my my channel to like this this amount of viewers, I guess, because you know it took me five years to get to this point, whereas it only took me you know for one year to be I guess technically professional um, because you know being a professional is just having an income solely from poker and surviving like that's what a profession is so there are there are many uh meetings a lot of people think being a professional is like only someone who's playing 10ks you know but in reality it can be someone who's playing 11 dollar tournaments whatever is enough to make you survive and if it's your main source of income that's that's a profession so yeah definitely twitch is going to be way harder in my opinion absolutely how do you manage tilt when you're in a session you're down you haven't cashed a tournament you're set you're you got one or two screens left your day is just an absolute punching bag. Everyone knows it. You're sitting there. There's 1,500 viewers on, and you're in the the big third. You know the uh, the bounty 55 on party left or something. How are you? How do you? How do <laughs> you, you can't uh, break even. Yeah, you have to take. How do you kind of just sit there and 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 put on the show? Like what what do you? That's tilting, right? Like that's tough. I mean, technically. I mean, yeah. I mean, for me, like my definition of tilt is letting my emotions affect my play. So, I mean, in order to like completely combat to two things be aware of what to do in particular spots like i don't think anyone's ever been tilted knowing how to play a particular like whether okay obviously you can be frustrated losing like a big hand ace of the kings like infinite in a tournament but i'm like for me like my main the, the thing that aggravates me the most is not knowing what to do in a spot like that's all it is. So I combat tilt by being financially secured in the tournaments I'm playing, being able to afford losing. And on top of that, you know, understanding the game, studying these spots to combat the, combat them in the future. Because when I, when I'm completely lost in a really standard spot, like that's what annoys me the most, you know? And I think like, if you're tilting, if like, if you're letting your emotions get the best of you and you're truly playing poorly because of it, just drop down the stakes. You're not like, you're just not ready to play the stakes. Like if someone who's just someone who has ten million dollars gets quads over quads in a one dollar tournament, you just don't see them getting mad, right? Because they're financially secure, like they're making standard plays. Like I, I don't see tilt really as that big an issue. Makes makes a lot of sense. What is your best advice for beginners? Just overall, someone's here, they're interested, they've seen you, they like poker. What are you going to tell them right now? You're not going to make a bunch of money fast, at least. It's a uh, poker is like a a bigger grind than just like any regular job because it's, it's so many hours that goes into it. So many small things. The game is always changing as well. So if you want to get good, simple as this, go to any training site, watch videos regularly, actively study, write shit down if you have to and have correct bankroll management. You follow those two things and there is no way you don't make money and become successful. Just no way. There you go. Is the life of a team pro sacrificed? No. Why? Why would that be sacrificed? I don't know. I I I, I look at that as saying, is it is it uh you just you're always working or always streaming, always like is it is your no? Nah, uh, but we can we can pretty much do what we want as long as we yeah. like support the site, you know, promote it well. Like we stand by our values. Like I choose to work this hard. I, I choose to to stream these hours. Yeah. Like I enjoy it. I want to get the most out of myself. So I think there's that's a misconception too because. I, I know some other sites are sort of how they do it, but even other sites in general, if you're, if you're putting forth your best effort, there's not a, in the clause, like must stream X hours. And if there was, it would be way overblown. Like you would do it in probably a week or a few days or whatever. Right. Or, or a, it would definitely a week, what they would require 
But that's, uh, yeah, you kind of set yourself to the standard. And you know, same thing, I'm not required to do podcasts. I'm not required to stream this or that. But it's just, you want to make party better. You want to make yourself better. You want to improve. You want to work hard. You want to build your own brand. You want to do all these things. So it's it's nice. And that's when it's a win-win relationship for a site yeah. and a person when you're just kind of going for it. You don't feel like you're handcuffed or or are told what to do. You get to kind of just if you If you love what you're doing, it's not really like, you're not sacrificing much. It's not hard work. Like the biggest sacrifice I made was leaving Australia and coming here. Um, Apart from that, like it's all all pretty standard and easy and fun. Just, and and tell us a little more about where you are. How, like I've, I have been there. I mean, it's a really outdoorsy place. It's a really nice place. What, what sort of the, what's it like living there? It's, uh, I mean, it's very similar to Australia, apart from like the scenery is like probably a lot nicer over here in Auckland. Um, but I haven't traveled much. So like I've only seen pictures and the country is obviously gorgeous, but, um, I haven't done much traveling around New Zealand. Um, the people are really nice though. And everything's nice and clean over here, but yeah. Are you a local celebrity when you get groceries? Is there any autographs, any pictures? Uh, I've I've been recognized like twice in New Zealand, but like even then, (laughs) It's just, yeah, people who say, like, this is not really, like, this is such a niche market poker. Anything, unless you're, like, in a casino, it's pretty tough to be recognized. And and uh, what about, like, Milford Sound or any of that stuff? You haven't gone up or, or done any of the, gone on those? You Milford haven't done Sound? That? No, what, what is that? It's a, uh, it's a really, it's a breathtaking um kind of like uh, you do a boat ride but it's through it looks like jurassic park which is massive oh i've seen this i've seen this now i haven't done that it's worth it it's it's cool you should take a bus ride or go through just go up and down one day or spend it do a tour of the of it it's uh it is i mean it's pretty pretty unbelievable but i'm sure it's right there right you can do it anytime you'll just just hop up and, and and do it but it's uh there's a there's a ton of cool stuff around there i um I actually had is New Zealand's internet better now because I remember I actually was playing on streaming there for a while and I couldn't get a stream off the ground. Like I was at hotels really? and I couldn't get off. even Australia had problems at like the Crown back in like yeah. Well, back. Australia's garbage. I mean, I think they fixed up some of it now. They they've got fiber in a lot of Australia, but two years ago it was total garbage. Um, New Zealand's really good though. I've had no issues with um internet over here. So that's good. To hear. Bit of an upgrade. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, maybe it's just some of the hotels or you know they didn't have it, but it's also like a weird request when you're traveling or you get Airbnbs or do stuff. It's like I need this, and they're and like you ask for the up, and that's not really like a standard thing. People aren't generally checking their, you know, they can watch their Netflix or whatever. But when you start saying, "Oh, I got to do this, or I got to upload or stream in this," it's it's not yeah. a standard uh, standard request. Um, what are some next goals in poker in terms of Twitch or poker? What do you what's on your? Do you have any specifics you can share? No, I don't have any um, specific goals. Like, <laughs> it's just uh, getting the most out of myself. Like, I, I feel like, yeah, just gonna do the small things right if you want to achieve anything. You know, just regular sleep, regular study, putting in a good grind, and uh, anything outside of that, you know, will come from doing those things right. Right. We someone asked about COVID impact in your life. Uh, you already mentioned didn't really sort of same as usual. Yeah, nothing happens. Uh, almost not not even aware it's going on. Um, do you have any plans on high rollers or to be staked? Would that tell me about higher buy-ins? Do you do you sell any action on, for example, stake kings? Do you sell pieces swap? What sort of when you do move up? No, I've I've never sold action. Um, I've swapped pieces with friends, but I've never sold action except for the 10k on party last year. Um, I sold a bunch of action for that, but yeah, I don't know. I think I'm a little bit greedy in that regard. I, I just 
I think there's something nice about coming up from the micros and, and having, having all of yourself in every stake. It's, I think it makes the game, it also keeps the game fun, right? You, you don't want to start turning poker into um, just like a regular job. You've got to keep it fun and enjoy yourself. And I enjoy myself the most when I have all of myself in a, in a particular game. Um, although if I ever see myself playing like live high rollers, it would most likely be after streaming. Like right now I'm too focused on streaming, but you know, once I give up streaming, I might look into the live scene, maybe. Right. Okay. Uh, what? What? I, I think I asked you about this. And I, I'm. I'm very. I'm affiliated and also involved heavily with stakings. Do you? Do you think that that would benefit or people would want to do that? I think we talked about this a long time ago. But in terms of viewers, like if you put for a say a five hundred dollar buy-in or a one k, and you sold twenty or fifty percent, and your viewers, because I mean you have such a strong community, people believe in your game, and I'm sure they want to. Is it more so you just? want to do it all on your own or you just yeah i mean it's it's more so it doesn't it doesn't really make sense because like the only reason it would make sense for me to sell actual stakings would be if i sold if i sold at a higher markup than what i'm beating the game otherwise like i'm just i'm just losing money because i it wouldn't really make sense for me to put a piece up if if i'm beating a particular tournament at like 33 percent and then I put up the markup at 1.33, like it would just be a, a break-even purchase. And if I lowered the markup, so you guys got to make a profitable purchase, I'm then losing money. So then you got to determine whether or not you make more money from the new people coming into your stream and sweating it versus like losing that um, that ROI. Uh, for me personally, like I don't I don't know what percentage of people would join my stream if I sold action that already aren't watching me like i think a lot of people who found out about stakings found out through twitch as well yeah. so i can't uh, i don't really see my my viewership increasing that much and um it also just seems like a bit of a hassle putting up action and like following through with all that crap all the numbers sending money well, yeah not to not we can talk about this later off stream but just to give a just a, a real quick overview on that it's very easy because you just put up what you're doing and there's no other follow-through they do all the work like you literally you post it, say you skip it or don't play or refund the bullet, they handle it. And then you, you know, you can even cap it where it's like a thousand dollar buy-in. You want to have 20% and you sell $10 per person. Right. So it's like, you get more people to engage. I wouldn't say you necessarily bring in new people, but it, it like allows people to sweat that are like on your stream watching per se to have a taste. But just curious, I, I, I'm always interested on, what people think or how, you know, for me, I just think, it, I think it's great. Like, I think that's one of the biggest requests I get is people asking, can I buy action? Obviously you're not going to deal with the DM, right? You're not going like, yeah. <laughs> to DM with like 30 people and have them send you and do it. It's just impossible. So it sort of uh, handles that, but whatever that's, that's uh, again, there's a, there's a separate conversation. There's another one other thing I want to talk about after the stream too. So let's, uh, we'll hang out for a sec. If you've got a few, um, we're going to, we're going to keep going here on this. Uh, Oh yeah, what about your daily routine? Give me a, give me your you wake up, do you meditate, do you work out? No, nah, you... I've never meditated. I think I tried it once and I was like this is the worst. I I think I have like ADD or something. I can't focus on meditating. I just don't like it. At the end of the day, meditating, cold showers, all this never made you play better poker. It, like okay, maybe it like improved your life overall like in terms of just thinking like clearer and whatnot. Um, but like, it's not going to teach you how to play poker. So I feel like for me to be like the calmest at the table is, is when I study the most and like understand the most. So yeah, I don't, I don't do any meditation. I don't have cold showers. I just run Sims and try and get enough sleep. Um, but yeah, my morning routine is wake up between six and 8am usually iced coffee. I don't eat breakfast. Um, just never really have. 
uh, start my stream within like 30 minutes to an hour of waking up. Fast forward after the stream, Uber Eats, Netflix, sleep, repeat. repeat. <laughs> it's very simple. I, I, that's that's clean. That's very clean. Favorite poker site? Mate, Party Poker. All right. I, 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 mean, I put on I, I'm, not, I'm not going to wear this and not say party. I'm not going to sign with a site that I'm not playing the most on. Sometimes I gotta just tee one up for you there, Pav. It was it's it was right here. I should have hit you with the naggy. ACR, mate. Oh man. Um uh someone's saying, why are you so salty in the chat and ban anyone who disagrees with your play? I'm sure. Yeah, do you do you think do you think any of that shit is true? Do you think anyone who comes in with that kind of yeah, that's that's what we do with streamers? Pav, I gotta get to defend yourself out here on that. That's that's what we do with streamers. When people when people calmly come in and they don't show any bias and they're not being an arsehole, like we ban people for being too polite in my stream. We we ban people for having like a normal debate. That's what we do over there. No, like fuck out of here. So those people get off twitter like you're wasting your life get you off wanna, all right so there you go i'm not I, I don't mate the only people i ban are people who have one motive in my stream and that's to make my day worse like you can discuss whatever you like poker wise you can disagree with how i played a hand but there are so many healthy ways to phrase it if you come in and say like you played it bad you played that shit without giving a reason like i don't want to hear your i don't want to hear your brain i'm i'm done yeah I, I, you don't on. you don't provide value on my stream and if you take offense to your band, at the end of the day, it's a fucking chat room. Like, grow up. <laughs> Big go. deal. It's a chat room, dude. Don't spend your day in a chat room. Yeah, and being toxic. Come on. What is your biggest poker win? Winnings. Uh, 53,000 on ACR in some main event finishing third. Second is 35K on party in that 5.30 early this year. Was that April 20th last year? April 22nd? Was that the, uh, was that, do you remember, was it about a the year 50K? ago? The 50K? Yeah. Uh, it was uh, a year and a half ago, I think. Okay. I do remember yeah. that. No, it, remember. it was actually, you know, it might've been a year ago, actually. Yeah, no, you're right. I think it was one year ago. Trying to think if it was the one my friend won who I who I yeah it was it was it was he yeah. finished yeah he knocked me out for third that that's that's the funniest day of my one of the one of the best days ever because I I staked him I I signed for my I think it was uh, I officially like went through with going through on the house I was buying and my son uh, was born that day so Fuck. that was a, a pretty strong day Earth money day. house and a kid yeah three the triple threat that was that was nice. <laughs> Um, often watch your stream. How do you play without emotion? Does that would you say that's true? Do you not play with? Do you play without emotion? I mean, I I don't. Emotion doesn't affect my place. So technically, yes, but you know, I stream with a lot of emotion. Like I swear a lot. I vent a lot. You know, I I can lose the most standard pot and and vent and swear a bunch. I love doing that. But I'm um, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, really let my emotion affect my play. And how do I do that? Like I said earlier, study and, and being financially stable. How do you cope with the online uh, poker schedule on a regular basis while living in New Zealand? I guess the same as Australia though, right? So it's, Yeah, uh, it's it's a bit of a, a nightmare waking up early. I mean, that's the main thing, right? Getting in good games. Like everything's available in, a, in New Zealand as it is in Canada. It's just uh, the shitty time zone. So you either have two options. You can wake up really early and get most of the peak hour in or you can start really late and um end towards the peak hour you know it depends a lot of people don't like variance so they might play the evening schedule other people not, might not care too much and you know enjoy the variance embrace it make more money for sure what's your favorite hand to be dealt 
let's take aces kings out of it what's your fun hand what's the suited connector what's your what's your uh, jack jack nine suited that's mm, my hands that's me too that's a cash game I, hands i just i love that hand as well that's there you go we're aligned pav we are pretty aligned uh do you, oh yeah okay so we asked the good questions guys we did cover this think about real names huds we covered that pav is a big crusher poker pro giving you some support there um what odds do you give yourself for being in the green for 2020? Interesting. Um, I could easily finish in the green this year. I would just lower my ABI. Like that That could be a lock. It's not hard to make 20K at a 109 ABI. Like that's easy. I would say it's like a 95 plus percent chance I finish in the uh, in the green this year. That's, that's, that's what I would say. But like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not playing to finish in the green issue. I'm playing to make the most money. So, you know, I might, uh, I might get really unlucky and I might run like absolute garbage and all the high stakes stuff. And um, you know, like my wins might only come from all the low to mid stakes uh, tournaments that that could be a thing, but you know, I'm not thinking about, I'm not thinking about finishing up this year. I'm thinking about making the most money. What kind of beer do you like? What's your beer? Favorite beer? I don't drink much beer, but funny enough, probably Corona. Yeah. I'm more of a rum rum guy too soon <laughs> for sure um all right yeah i'm with you i don't really drink beer much either uh a strategy question what is the best tactic go deep in a term preserve a big stack and only play premium hands or try to dominate the table uh i don't know if that's really a, a tactic yeah you just, seem, <laughs> you gotta play the hand you're dealt to the best of your like, i can just ask stuff i don't have to think about anything i'm just reading yeah I, I think um that's also a pretty common question uh, for a lot of beginners is like, you know, I'm not running deep enough in tournaments and I'm making money a lot. Um, I think a pretty common thing for players is they get like a lot tighter, the deeper they get in tournaments. Uh, they just play more scared money. So it's probably like maybe a, a pretty common thing for beginners is they just want to get these uh, small pay jumps and not pay play for the win, I suppose. Um, so, yeah. I would, I would just say play as you would play if you weren't in the money. Play to the best of your ability. Play the hands the way they should be played. Very nice. Uh, preparation for grind. So you're pre, you're, you said you're not meditating, but you wake no. up and you don't, your coffee. schedule's already big. Do you work out? Do you hit the gym? Do you no, do a dog? I don't do any working out anymore. Yeah, that's not good, actually. They can be realized how little I'm doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, just sleep well, ice coffee, start the stream. I mean, everything's easy. Like, it's actually pretty hectic in the morning and post-stream. Once the stream starts, like, that's when you can actually relax. True. I'm with you. Um, I, it is. It's, it's hard to get live sometimes. Like, the preparing stuff, you got this. You want to make sure everything's good. You want to try to eliminate distractions. It's just like so many times I'm like, oh, I'm going to start at this time. And it's just like, oh, no, all right. Now, you know, it's it's this time. But it's uh, it's fun, man. Streaming is fun. There's something. There's something – some special thing about it and also i think it really does take unique individual because there's so many it's hard to it's really hard to start but once you get going and if you if you like it i think it's nice to see there's different teams now there's different sites sponsoring players there is that path eventually if you work hard and you know it's an opportunity that that is realistic at this point where there's some uh there's some voids and others you know multiple sites and competition but it's not something that just happens right you gotta you gotta really and you gotta do it for the right reasons i think we're all very similar when if you're saying i want to get sponsored by a poker site and you just start up a stream it's it's not really realistic because it's just so far away right like you're gonna have to put yeah. in years you're gonna have to really you're gonna have to put up. in years that like literally thousands of hours to be noticed yeah 
it's, 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 it's a, uh, but if you love it and you want to do it and you want to, you know, if you're going to play online poker, it's kind of cool to like, you may as well, why not? Like start up, have it up, do it sometimes. See yeah. Like don't it. stream poker unless you enjoy it. If you're going to do it for the money, like you're not going to make anything. Like yeah. I make no money from Twitch. I make nothing, dude. I make like 15,000 a year <laughs> and I, and I stream heaps and to quite a bit of viewers. So you don't make money from Twitch. You make money from all the stuff outside of Twitch. Right. Which exactly that's well said uh do you think party poker is the best online poker site instead in terms of softness what do you give me the give me the real skinny on, Dude, on this 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 softness thing like do you I feel don't know. the difference though do you notice this uh quality no versus- i don't i really don't i think no, i think softness is the same across all sides and, and pretty much all stakes you're gonna find horrible players in the micro stakes you're gonna find good players in the high stakes and you're gonna find the in-between players in the mid stakes I don't think there's like a massive difference. I, I really don't. That's fair. I, I wouldn't know uh, much. I, I hear, I do hear party gets the nod a bit, but it doesn't make, you're right. Like people ultimately. I mean, are, people come in my chat. Pe- people say that party poker plays three bet too much. Like this is what people say. Like, oh, there's so much aggression on party poker. It's like, I don't, I don't see that. it. Yeah. It's, uh, people that's, say they three bet more on party. People love, people just say stuff, you know, people ask questions. Weird shit spreads. I don't don't believe in the whole softness thing though. What's your thought on the Brazilians out there? You got any thoughts on the Brazilian players? I'm I'm not a country reading type of player. I I should probably put that into um, account more often, but um, yeah, Brazilians, what what do I think of them? Like great fun punty players, I guess. Man, be, my son's half Brazilian. Take it easy on Brazil, Pav. I was hoping you were going to go a little more neutral. Made that great for the game. Thought you were going to go more diplomatic on that one. Um, all right. Fair enough. Uh, we'll take a couple more and then we're going to do the $55 ticket giveaway. And we're going to, uh, we're going to let Pav enjoy his morning. He's in the morning time. He's just, you know, getting his days as iced coffee looks fresh. This is, it's a nice view out there. What's happening. It's a nice day. It's, it it's actually shit outside right now. It's uh, like maybe I can podcast. It's very cloudy and yeah, nothing's going on. All right. Still, still a nice view. Um, what was the question? I just saw it looks good. We saw Brazilian got got put on put on the chopping block there. Uh, asking live or online, I think that's pretty straightforward. But I guess I'm curious. Do you, I mean maybe you like live more because you don't get to do it as much? What do you like to prep? I, I like live um, as a vacation, you know, for a bit of fun. But overall, like online, I way prefer. I don't I don't really like interaction with you know. <laughs> I don't like being fake at the poker table. And if I'm real, I don't want to offend anyone and hurt their feelings. You know, a lot of people, you just see a lot of cliches at a poker table and a lot of the, I, I can predict usually like how the table talk is going to go. It's just a lot of like fake laughter at these um, standard spots. And I'm just, I don't like to interact at the, at the poker table. I'm just headphones in grind because I don't want to be a part of like the fake conversations that you usually see. So, yeah online i'm in my element i'm i'm safe i'm having fun i can be myself there's no restrictions um what would you have to be paid i i say to you pat right now no more poker for you you just go about your your world you know you got to do something else do whatever you want how much money would you have to be handed in cash to to just to never play poker again and and not stream or just poker uh to stop playing poker is the question uh, Call of Duty. I could probably figure that out. I would have to figure out like how long I would expect to grind poker for, though. Like, if I'm going to stop in five years, like ideally, I'm more than likely to make less than a million in those five years. So, like, maybe a million bucks, I would stop. 
but what like you know like I'm, I'm trying to figure this out more like the more i play poker i would say like i'm enjoying it less and less not at like a rapid decrease but like you're just going to gradually enjoy something less the more you do it generally so yeah. i'm just more about finding like that happiness you know like yeah, i, I mean, might i'm, our, I might I'm stop streamer. streaming two years from now yeah you I'm, mate I'm you got the family gonna, i'm an old, got, old old man for the for the thing so yeah you, you, you find stream. happiness in your kid now you know like you brought life into this world like that could be your, your main focus post post poker post uh post streaming you know i'm just yeah. all about like what's going to make me the happiest right now i could be done in a year two years could be 10 years i don't know Yes, that's uh, it is interesting. That's a good question. I like that question a lot. From well, uh, what do you want from uh, from Twitch, Jeff? Like, do you want to be remembered in five years' time? Like, what do you exactly want from this game? What do I want? What do you want? Um, I honestly, I just I love people. I love poker. I I just kind of love the whole thing. I and for me, you know, I will say the opposite of you. And in, in some respect, just more so because of hey, listen. If I were your age, or if I were single, and you know, I found Twitch around. I guess. 2015 so maybe yeah about your age now um you know timing like i would i could wake up and do twitch every day i would do six days a week seven days a week i have no problem doing that can't really not the case right now in my life but uh with that being said i think it's sort of an advantage too where i won't really burn out because like when i get on i play a session like i'm fired up like i love it i enjoy poker so it's like a treat for me to stream when i during COVID, I have streamed more, but in general, I'd say I stream like twice a week, maybe. And uh, I just enjoy it, you know, and like, I, I love it. I don't really need to be, I don't want to say I'd be remembered. Um, I just, uh, I, I like it as like a journal too, having good scores. Mm, the journal's I, you know, like sick, a, sick To point. go back and look at it, the video. That's also what I love most about YouTube. It's like Twitch streams are long. I'm not going to really go back and watch them, but like a YouTube highlight where I'll look back now from four years ago, I'll be like, oh man, it was a, uh, a million to first there was five thousand people and there was that you know crazy hand and it was like fun it's like the stuff blends together it's uh so also like the youtube uh vlogs like i I enjoy those because of the trips and the talks or the things or the the memories or the the sweats or you know a friend winning the bracelet and i was there sweating and these type of things like to me it's kind of a glorified uh exciting journal that's how i sort of look at it no i like that documenting the memories is um it's really cool. Yeah, it'd be cool to show my. That's my, that's really underrated having that as a streamer. Yeah, I mean, these are now you start looking back on your YouTube or your uh, stuff. You you know, five years ago or four years ago, it's kind of it's cool to see the progression yeah. of it all. So that that's really I think the the thing I like the most. I mean, even now I've gotten more into podcasts and I, and I'm uh, same thing. I don't I know there's not really money in podcasts yet. Joe Rogan just made what got a hundred million dollar deal. I mean, that's cool, but is that really? I'm not like thinking about, oh, one day I would love to get my thing, but I just kind of enjoy talking to people. I like it. It's another avenue of something. And maybe, you know, all of a sudden, like I look back, it's been about a year and I got 70 and there's a lot of interesting people in there. And and podcasts are way different because you get to really kind of know someone, you get to hear how they talk about, because a lot of the, you know, Twitch is cool and you also get to know someone well, but in general in poker, a lot of the people that are personalities or that are not on Twitch you don't really get to know them, you know, like they, they talk, they do a five minute interview for poker news, or they just yeah. kind of like you hear about them and they tweet, but you don't really get to, to hear someone and understand where they came from or their poker path. So that, that to me is, uh, you know, again, I'm not just doing poker, but it is, it's exciting. It's nice to know. Did the parents support them? Do they have family? Did they start hot? Did they start tournaments, cash games? Was it, are they new to poker, old to poker? How do they study? Like all these things, you know, it's also, 
getting fired up too on a tangent here, but it's, it's sort of a, like, I, I actually, some of the questions I ask, I'll take in things too. Like I just didn't want B Paris, BBZ, you know, talking to Matt Staples, you, Jamie, um, these different guys, like getting a little bit and hearing how they do it. How do they study? How do they go about their day? How do they organize? When do they start? How do they, like how many tables they play? Like all these little things I sort of compartmental i start thinking oh that's interesting or maybe i would well, yeah. maybe i should try that like actually one of my biggest scores was right after i had a podcast with b paris and he had a 180k score he chopped or heads up and matt and him were three-way in the million and you know in yeah, my head i was real. like man it's been like a month and i haven't really had a good score and like i just started thinking about it and just like just like little things and then you start plugging it in or you start like i don't know there's little things that can motivate you kind of like doing commentary like when you when you're doing commentary you're just forced like getting whole card up the best in the yeah. world, especially like party, what they're doing the high road. That's fun. And it's like, that's actually like the best studying you can do. Yeah. That's, that's actually this- pretty underrated. I agree. That's really good form of study. Just watching cards up yeah. for the best. And like and you said, a- you see, and then you're like, Oh, I would like, before they do it, you get to look and be like, I would bet this here. And it's a little sweet skewed because it's like, all right, you see the guy's hand. So it's like, you know kind of what the right thing well that's a you got to be honest with yourself as well like what would you really do in that spot like to make to be a good poker player you have to be completely vulnerable and honest and like open to being horrible like that's the number one thing i say if you want to if you want to be good at poker the first thing you have to realize is that you're terrible and until you can like move like until you can realize that then you can move past it yeah and also and also just to, to say one more thing about with me you know i'm in a weird spot too because of um you know it's it's fun because like i realize I'm a winning, I'm a solid, like I, I play poker a long time. I play high stakes, uh, PLO cash games in particular. I, I played hundred K buy-in tournaments, but I know like these guys, like Nick Petrangelo, uh, you know, Fedor, Ali Izmirovic, like Alex Fox, and these guys, they're on a different level. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they are solving stuff. I'm not doing what they're doing. Yeah, that, that Ali and Samovich guy, he is, he is fucking sick. He is very yeah. good. And it's like, his growth has been wicked. And and I, so it's like, I'm honest, but it's also like, I can make people get a lot better because of the level they're at. But then it's like also fun because I'm learning and improving and, and constantly being challenged too. So it's like, I can get better and help people get better. So it's pretty unique. You know, it's nice to be in that kind of, uh, that spot where you're just always, yeah. you're just always, you know, improving or trying to help others. But, um, all right, let's take a couple more and then let's go ahead and do the $55 giveaway. Uh, craziest beat. Is there ever, like a Royal over quads? Do you have any crazy hands or memories or something that just blew your mind? I've probably had a Royal over quads, but like, I mean, those beats, I couldn't pick one out. I, I really couldn't pick one spot out where I've just lost a, a bunch of EV. So no, <laughs> I couldn't name one. Do you have a favorite moment in poker? Let's take away the 50k plus win. Do you do you have a moment or a day? Like maybe I think you I think I saw a YouTube video or you won or won four tournaments in a day or final table like eight. Like do you have any like crazy sick stat on a day? Uh, pr- probably my first like I guess big win for 30k um, in 2017 was a. Uh, the first year after I moved out. So my biggest win before that was four thousand dollars, and then I won 30k. Um, in some 215 on ACRs. That was pretty memorable because it was my first big win and called up my mom as well. It's it's on YouTube and you can like hear a reaction. So that was, that was a pretty fun, uh, memorable day. But 
When, when, yeah. when, how often are your family watching your streams? Like if you hit that 50K Never. score, so like when you win that 50K, do they contact you? Do you let them no, know you hit? No, like my my sister-in-law or my brother might see it on Instagram and tell my parents and then my parents will call me. But like I never tell them how a session went, you know. And sometimes like my dad will be like, oh, how much money did you win today or yesterday? And I'll be like straight up honest with him, like, yeah, lost $10,000 today. And he would just have a heart attack, you know, so like. But, yeah. but I'm completely honest with them. Like, I don't mind. But sometimes, like, they don't want to know. How, how much hours are you streaming monthly right now? Uh, I've streamed 1,000 hours this year. So how many months have we had? Are we in the six months this year or what? We're through basically six months. Yeah, so like 150. Oh, wait, that can't be right. How many, how many days am I doing? We're doing 6, 12, 24, 6 by 8. Sorry, 24 by 8, yeah. Around 200 hours a month, yeah. But between 180 and 220 usually is where I hit. Wow, it's pretty, pretty. That's pretty serious. Um, all right, we are gonna we're gonna copy this. First of all, where, where can people follow you? I got your your uh, Instagram, your Twitter. You got the YouTube channel and Twitch. Is there anything else we're missing, or any other way that? No, everything is all Impav, even on Facebook. So all Impav on every platform. You just crossed the board. You got all in Pav locked yep. up. Guys, we are giving away a $55 ticket courtesy of Party Poker and Mr. Pav. Uh, we are going to roll that here in a second on his command. Number 70 podcast in the book. Give me, give me someone you think would be a, a good uh, person to do for a podcast, Pav. I mean, I, obviously, you got your strong crew. Henry would be, I feel like, very interesting to talk to. I, I, I feel like he's a very hard worker and unique and, and just really crushing. All three of them are good. Um, I know... Travis loves a conversation. Um, Patrick always has good points, and and Henry's good as well. Yeah, uh, like all three are good. Have you go have on. you done one with uh, Joey Ingram? I feel, I don't know if Joey's ever been interviewed. Yeah, I did. He was actually my second podcast. Okay, well there you go. Yeah, he was he was good. I there there's a few people that do podcasts too. I think it is it is interesting to be to. I've actually just done a few recently because. You know, I like it's 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 fun to talk to someone that is uh yeah they're not really used to like Joey. I saw I was asking him. I don't think he had ever really been on. Maybe he had somewhere I can't remember now, but um trying to think who else uh to do. But yeah, that's uh. What have you thought about what about podcasting for you? Would that interest you or just? I uh I got like an overlay made to do some on Twitch, um, but it's just uh it's tough finding the time for it and finding the right people at the right time. Like it's just like time syncing up for it to happen is the the main thing that's challenging with podcasts. But um yeah, I have thought about it and you know it is interesting. I want to do some form of commentary as well in the future. So actually Ben NCB was, was my first one. That was when he was never revealed. He had he was still like a ghost. So I did like Oh, so you just had no cam. Yeah, he was the the no cam one. But then I, I did him a did his again. Later, have you done uh, pads? Pads coming up. Yeah, uh, he's he's really good to listen to. He's a, he's a smart cookie for sure. He's got a great mind. Luke Schwartz was that. I mean, he was fun. There's been some fun ones, man. It's fun. It's just fun to talk and people the the stories and the the stuff people uh, people come up with, man. There's some wild stuff. Poker is like one of those things that uh, that's just so so ridiculously fun. Actually, my favorite story, which I actually I didn't know, and he's a good friend of mine. He was on recently, and I got to tell you this one. It's pretty, pretty special. This guy, Barry Baker, you wouldn't have heard of him. He's not, he's not poker, um, but he does play poker, but he's not a poker player. So uh, Phil Ivey was in Utah. And did you hear that? that did you actually hit a soundbite by any chance where he got no, – he was there I... for a home – he was there for a golf thing, 
this is the they play a pretty decent. I mean, it's not crazy, but good size game. Um, they he, they he went to go uh, go get money because he wasn't he doesn't know the guys, so he wanted to come with cash, right? So he went to the bank in Utah, Park City, Utah, and he, he Phil Ivy walks up to the teller and, and goes, "Can I get a hundred k in cash?" And the uh, the teller drops the floor and hit the alarm because he was an African American. Oh no city, shit! And they thought he was robbing the bank. Uh, I just, I mean, that kind of, that shit is just epic stories. Like I just, you know, you can't believe it, but someone knew him. Like one of the, they hit the alarm and one of the people back there, like someone was like, wait, that's, that's Phil Ivey. Dude, and they laughed about it later. some footage but, of that. I want to see that video. Yeah. It's uh, it's here. I, I can send you the, the stamp on the clip. It's, it's actually on my Instagram. I put it up as like a, a main one just cause I like just for that clip. It was pretty funny. Shit like that. I love stories like that, but all right, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to draw this. We're going to let you anything, closing statements. You want any declarations, any, any messages, positivity to drop on the world about what's going on. I think you, uh, you covered a lot today. Positivity. I got nothing off the top of my head, mate. Uh, yeah. Poker isn't everything you make it out to be, be realistic and, uh, be ready for a long grind. I'll leave with that. I love it. You're, you're dialed in, man. I, I just, I love, I love where you're at. I will, I got to give you, you're up for streamer of the year for the GPIs last year, which is pretty cool, right? It was, a year yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter when I get nominated. It's going to be Lex every year anyway, right? They just, they just pick him. He's got the most viewers. How, how else do you pick the winner? You pick the guy I, with the most viewers, right? The biggest platform. I, it's not I, about, uh, you know, how, how else would you do it, Jeff? I don't know. I, I was, how I would did, you do it? Come on. It's g- possible. Be, Shit can happen. How, how got, would you be fair about it? I got a big project I'm working on, Pav. You're going to like it. I'm going to talk to you about it after the stream. I don't want to spoil. I also, I also am a big believer about delivering. I don't like talking about ideas and things because I think that's dangerous. Um, a lot of the time, I like to. to I agree. I've done that on. in the past. Puts me in the spot, and then you don't yeah, follow you, through. You're, getting, it makes you're it just worse. getting right. People are out there for a bunch of reasons. It doesn't make sense, but you'll be, you'll be, uh, you'll be involved if you choose to be, which I think you will, and uh, we will. We'll chat off screen. We're going to do this right now. So you tell me when. Someone's going to a $55 ticket. Again, you can get your tweets in real quick and ask a question. Maybe Pavel will go through and answer some, although we did cover a bunch of these already. So we're going to give this $55 ticket and tell us when, and they're going to win it. You just tell me when it's done. All right, let's go now. Boom, right then. He just RNG'd it. Could be a repeat winner. Could be a new winner. Raiders fan, Raiders fan does – get it yes. i don't think he's oh he's already got something before again double oh, winner man. man i just wonder i just wonder if people have an algorithm or something or if it's just they're that lucky um i, I just don't know you know i don't know i'm, I'm not sold on my my tweet giveaways because there's so many two and three peters i wonder if they're in the matrix system hacked it in i don't know but either way good for you they got it pav delivered it congrats to him congrats to everyone for being here because it's fun we're learning we're growing we're flowing we're showing and pav we'll see you soon and, and stick around if you got a few because i'd love to run will, a few things by you all right all right cheers everyone we'll be back for mr mike sexton on wednesday and david hay the haymaker from the uk that is uh we got an action pack week on podcast and i'll be in the 5200 phase tomorrow from a one or five thirty buy and pav you're sleeping on this tournament i'm telling you this is the one to get in the 530 into the 5k uh it's where dreams are made we'll see you on party poker we'll see you in the plo series and pav good luck in the million i know you're on uh day two at the 10 milli stack so feeling yep. dangerous i feel like you Cheers, might have man. a six figure six figure score coming this week i don't want to jinx Fingers you but i think it's coming so all right guys that's all in pav out of australia via new zealand he is there he is streaming check out his channels you'll you'll enjoy it and uh we'll see him soon team party poker member i could keep going on and on i don't want to butter him up too much he might blush we'll see him very soon 
Thank you, Matt. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.